0: Hey man, listen, man. It's for the love, man. You know what I'm saying? Episode what we on? Thirty motherfucking eight, thirty eight. Word, but you know what I'm saying. We here officially. No, all about positivity, progression, and things of that sorts. You know, no negativity and staying healthy and staying hygienic. You know, staying fresh and things of that sorts. You know what I mean? just want to shout out to all the supporters out there, you know. All y'all. I get tired of naming y'all niggas sometimes, but I love y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're just keeping it funky, but staying fresh, you know, because it's always important to stay fresh when you move around because, you know, being musty is just not a, a thing for the culture, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of them things that's just not positive you know it's just all negative there's nothing great about it and you just need to add soap and water and you'll have a blessed day you know what i mean and just think about things like that and as we continue to go on with this pod i just want you to make sure that you stay fresh and you know what i'm saying you clip your toenails or because we don't want to see any bed sheets get sliced throughout the day you know what i'm saying so All right, so before we get started, I do want to shout out to the Seven Cities Sharks Battle League, you know what I'm saying, for that dope classic event last night. For the people who didn't know, you know what I'm saying, the God stepped outside for a moment, you know, we went to Lido's. Originally, it was at Broadway, but they had to change venues due to venue circumstances, whatever the case may be, but it ended up being in Lido's on East Little Creek Road, shout out to Norfolk, you know what I'm saying, and shout out to Av for hosting this event and taking care of the business on the outside and getting everything together due to time um, constraints and things of that sort. Anyway, we here, we at the Lido's, we in the building, you know what I'm saying, we looking at the Young Battlers, shout out to Riddick, shout out to OG Prime, shout the PG skillet, shout the murder, you know what I'm saying? Av of course, and etc you know what I mean? But as far as the battles, man, because like I said, the card was legendary. Like, and I'm not saying this cause I'm from the town, but the performances was actually fire. Each battle got better as it progressed. So anytime you get a card where each battle elevates and it gets better in that theory, that leads to a legendary card. You know what I'm saying? So Starting off with the first battle, because we're going to give y'all a quick recap. You know what I'm saying? The first battle was PG Skillet versus OG Prime. Now, going into that battle, to keep it a buck, I had no preference going into the battle. So, I ain't even going to lie to y'all like that. But after the battle and watching the battle, I definitely had PG Skillet winning 2-1. Honestly, I can see that going 3-0 for PG. Um, The only reason I said 2-1, because the second round, per se, for me was the strong debatable, like, the way OG Prime came on that second round after the way PG came on his first pause, like, his first round was so fire that the crowd was like, oh, shit, what is OG going to do? You know what I'm saying? And then that second, Prime came hard on that second. And then on PG's second, it was that fire to where it it matched Prime's second. So, to me, it was like a tie, you know what I'm saying? And it led to the third round, and ultimately, I gave that to PG. So, that was 2-1, arguably a gentleman's 30, you know what I'm saying? And that was the first battle to set the tone, you know what I'm saying? Like, that set the tone. So, from that point, on that battle, we got notes versus rigs, you know what I'm saying? Of course, notes, shout the notes, delegato. Representing the city, you know what I'm saying. And shout out to Riggs representing Carolina, doing his shit personally. In that battle, I had Riggs two one. I gave Riggs the second and the third because wi- Riggs, excuse me, was wiggin'. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He might as well change his name to fucking Wiggs. You know what I'm saying because he was wildin'. And shout out to Notes because Notes was talking that seven five shit. You know what I'm saying. He was talking that real local shit. The feather and Fin Bar was crazy. And all the other Norfolk references was wild, so like shout out the notes for that, you know what I'm saying. But personally, I had Riggs because the bars, the punches was just too gut wrenching. Like it was like the body blows. It was just, and he had some hit haymakers, but overall it was just an overall body performance from Riggs, and I gave that two one to him. And that leads to the following battle, which was Young Riddick versus Chef Trez. You know what I'm saying? Now, shout out to Chef Trez for people who don't know outside of AF. Chef Trez does represent the URL slash SMAT card. So for him to come to the city, regardless of the scenario and the results, was love already. And of course, shout out to Riddick for representing the town and being another hometown legend in that regard. You know? So with that being said, After the battle and during the battle, I had Riddick with a thirty. Simple, like, and not even just the thirty. Arguably, the performance of the night, and that was between him and Young X, who I'm gonna get into after this one. Riddick controlled the battle. He controlled the crowd. He controlled his bars. His bars was like insane. His his tone and voice was all everything in every category that you can think of. Pretty much was. A plus for Riddick, you know what I'm saying. Now on Chef's side, he wasn't. Chef can never be trash. What it simply was was that Chef didn't take the battle as serious as we thought he would. You know what I'm saying. Now to me, that's not to say he didn't take Riddick as serious. And you could kind of say that because in the in the battle, he wasn't really attacking Riddick. You know what I'm saying. Like he was saying certain things that was like had the crowd like oh shit, but ultimately it felt like. like Trez was trying to figure out more material for future reference. You get what I'm saying? It was kind of like a like a practice battle for him, not to shit on Riddick, but that's kind of how I felt from Chef. You know what I'm saying? Because Riddick commanded that that damn stage. He said in the beginning, the nigga ain't gonna beat me, and that's exactly what happened. And not only that, he beat him. He got a thirty. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Riddick. I only know it's gonna go up from there for him, and that's a dope look for his battle uh, resume. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, he had the performance of the night or co-performance of the night because the other man, which leads to this battle, was Young X versus Clone. You know what I'm saying? Clone representing North Carolina, shout out to Clone. But X wild on son. X went ham. Now, not only does X arguably has the performance of the night as well with Riddick, he had, for sure, the line of the night where he said the stove is mine and had the crowd going wild, you know what I mean? And, and I can see people giving X the performance of the night over Riddick because he had the he was doing the theatrics with the dancing and things like that. But even with the theatrics, he was able to bring that back and make it a haymaker. So it was just classic shit from X, man, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Portsmouth, you know, and X killed it. And even in the beginning, he said he had to come back to show niggas, man, because he kind of retired, man. So I'm glad he came back to the town for that performance, man. That was a classic legendary moment. You know what I'm saying? So on that regard, we got it was another battle before we get to the main event. And that was Richie Rich, you know what I'm saying, over Revel versus Rebel shout out to Rebel representing Baltimore of course shout out to Richie Rich representing Virginia of course I gave that the 2-1 for Rich I gave him the first two rounds giving Rebel the third round and that was a dope performance and again this is all consistency as far as this card because not only that each battle was dope but every battler was dope like Nobody ultimately was, like, trash or underwhelming or things of that sort. Now, I admit to this battle, Rebel started off kind of slow. Like, he took his time with it, and he kind of had the crowd, like, thinking, like, where is he going? But eventually, he got to us. But it wasn't enough for Richie Rich as he did what he had to do and got that 2-1, at least preferably, you know what I mean? And from that point, that's all the battles that leads to the main event and that's av versus murder you know what i'm saying again first off shout the murder he came through he representing baltimore of course came through did his shit he was talking some shit he wasn't trash it's just at the end of the day and what the battle card was called it was called levels it's levels to this shit man that boy av is different <laughs> like it's different, and everything I'm saying ain't even a not the murder because if I'm murder, is nothing to look down on. It's just this is nothing but a plus. You know what I'm saying? Like you can only go up from there. But you know, of course, Av with the thirty, as far as the car, You know what I'm saying? Av came in there and handled business from a battling and from a whole standpoint. And in conclusion, that's just a legendary card to me, man. It's just dope to see hometown showcase that shit and that talent like I say on the pod how we got that 757 talent in them sounds and we saw that that night it was just a dope moment and again lastly shout out to Av for bringing something to the city you know what I'm saying I'm pretty sure you got something more in the, in the tuck for that you know we waiting to see what's going on with you and Big K you know for that 7-5 shit and more importantly speaking personally i just want to know who the fuck gonna call you out av on the url card man because a lot of niggas is ducking you feel me i don't know man you know but shout out to 7-5 battle league sharp battle lead to be a Zach, dope shit shout out to av you know shout out to all the promoters and host and that event as well because y'all brung it together and regardless of the time constraints we got a classic you know so I say all of that to say say it ain't 757 because we out here we've been out here and ask about us because we out here like I said you know and continuing on the pod you know like I said episode 38 we got to get into this sucker shit man there's been a lot of sucker shit of course going on unfortunately I'm trying to find a solution and cure to stop the sucker shit you know what I'm saying but got a lot of you know, shit within the culture that we got to discuss, you know what I'm saying? Of course, on a daily basis, things and see what we going on with that, you know, sucker things as far as sucker motherfuckers like Irv Gotti, you know, and the Murder, Inc. motherfuckers and things of that. And we actually can get into that, to be honest, because it's to get this sucker shit out the way, man, because it's actually one of the biggest topics that happened recently as far as Irv and what he said in regards to certain motherfuckers in the game regarding Ashanti, Mike G, and other motherfuckers and things of like that. And to summarize, he's feeling himself, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you feel yourself, you cheddar bob yourself, you know what I mean? And But let's get it. Irvin Lorenzo, aka Irv Gotti. See, I want to start with this one because. Back in the early 2000s, there was a gentleman by the name of Curtis Jackson. And at the time of these events, he was speaking on a particular group of people and letting the world know that these motherfuckers were solely suckers and pussy. You know what I mean? Now, I'm saying all of this to say, now in 2022, we're getting a real live example of the suckery. That Mr. Jackson was speaking on back in the early 2000s. For the people who did not see the suckiness, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely referring to Irv Gotti speaking on Drink Champs. Shout out to Nori and, and Effin for that. Because at the end of the day, it's not always about getting the most explosive Interviews or responses and things of that sort, at least not with everybody. That's not their agenda. Some agendas, like Nori and Effin's agenda, is to give flowers to the legends and things of that sort. So I'm sure when they got the opportunity again to get Irv Gotti, who is a, a vital piece in this industry as far as Murder Inc., Ja Rule, eventually Ashanti, things of that sort. Now, that's speaking of the music business, but more so the person. It shows how regardless of the bag you have, whether if it's a small bag or a little bag or a big bag, you still that corny motherfucker that you were 15, 20 years ago when you was on the block with no bread. So I say all of this again to say that Irv is a sucker. You know, he was on Drink Champs and to keep it short, he really started pillow talking. He started snitching. He just started sounding emotional you get what I'm saying like when you bring up certain people that one we didn't even have an idea that that was the case and you just kind of confirmed it out in the air and just speak on ill things about this person when they did nothing but save your situation is super lame and of course I'm referring to Ashanti shout out to Mr. Ashanti you know what I'm saying for Ashanti to come in During the mid 2000s, when Murder Inc. were just getting off the 50 cent beef and that situation damn near blew them out the waters and not even just the 50 cent situation on top of that, but the whole investigation they had with the money laundering dealing with Supreme. And if you don't know Supreme, look that up. But Supreme being in the streets and trying to go legal and legit with Murder Inc. Irv Gotti put himself in that situation. Of course, he pled not guilty for that, but that situation led to Murder Inc. kind of demise as far as music from that point. Now, prior to that, of course, everybody know that's listening to music, know that Ja Rule was Ja Rule. He was that guy. Nobody could fuck with Ja until 50 Cent came in the picture, and everything about that point was 50 Cent and G unit. You know what I'm saying? So. Irv Gotti goes on Drink Champs for the most part is speaking towards everything that I'm referring to in regards to Murder, Inc., the history, the classics, etc. But also this man felt confident and felt the need, apparently, more importantly, to express information that one, we did not even know or that was speculated. But he came out and confirmed it, even though we didn't need that confirmation. To be a 50-plus-year-old grown-ass man, 40, 30 years old, regardless, but to pee in your 50s and to go on this platform and use your particular platform, being Irv Gotti or Murder, Inc., to express your, end quote, displeasure of this woman who you had a working relationship with first And it became what it became. And me personally, I have no problem with that because it ain't my fucking business. God bless y'all. But when you go on these platforms and you expose these type people, then you are really the one you exposing. Because I have a question for the people out there. Like, I want you to think of the person that you dealt with 20 years ago and ask yourself, are you bringing that person up again? As far as negativity speaks, unless they did some foul shit, then I get that. But typically from 20 years ago, you're not bringing that type of shit up, at least for the people to know about, you know what I'm saying? So that's the start of it. The fact that you bring up a woman into that regard and not put her in a pedestal, but bring her down and only speak ill will of her and everything you say about this person sounds very personal and sounds like at the end of the day you're still not over it you know what i'm saying pretty much if you would just got on that platform and said i'm not over it it would have been a better digestible moment not that we would agree but we would have been like oh, okay he ain't, this is how you feeling for you to go on this platform and he, for the people that don't know he recently signed a deal with his master so shout out to earth because i'm pretty sure he got some generational wealth situation with that but rather than putting the focus on that he puts the focus on the past meaning oh when me ashanti was fucking it was this or i had a feeling when i saw ashanti with nelly at the courtside when we did this and then the worst part about it was when he spoke on how she dropped her first single for her classic album after they had sex why as a grown-ass man more so as a human, period, are you even pillow-talking and sharing that information? That shit is like the lamest of lame shit of all time. You know what I'm saying? And I say that, of course, to say, again, shout out to Ashanti, because I'm pretty sure you're going to keep the high road on that. It's really nothing you have to say about that shit. Personally, I want you to respond, because I understand, you know, keeping it classy and just letting the bullshit, you know, ride. But at the same time, This is a moment where Ashanti should, and at least this is my opinion, you know what I'm saying? Not saying what she, you know, trying to control her and whatnot. But in my opinion, she should blast this nigga. It's just like nowhere in the world. I feel like some things in life you can't let slide. Like regardless, fuck how we feel and look at it. We just can't let certain shit like this slide. This is pure disrespect and Irv got to get it. Because, like, in my whole entirety of knowing music and listening to music and the industry and things of that sort, I never seen Irv step to a nigga in my life like that. Even when they was beefing with 50, the only time I seen Irv directly come at 50, to my knowledge, and remind me, if I don't know, tell me if I'm wrong, was when Irv and Ja was at the radio station holding the alleged protective order that 50 filed. Now, Of course, that came out to be that 50 didn't foul that shit, and it was due to the situation. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, the point to show is that Irv is a sucker. 50 been saying he's pussy, and he smelled it. If you go back on that record, the first nigga he names is Irv. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that tells you right there that 50 been telling these niggas, besides the fact that he don't fuck with them, that these some suck-ass niggas because these some motherfuckers that portray the street shit, and real life not be street niggas, you know what I'm saying? Whereas 50 lived that shit, and you know what I'm saying? Just look up the story, man, because this ain't the 50 Irv situation. It's like mad docs on that shit on YouTube and Google, so do you Googles. But Irv's a sucker, and to speak on a situation and a woman from 20 years ago and speak down on her, call her a bitch, and, you know, down her music when she saved Murder, Inc. After the whole 50 situation, it's hilarious to me, you know? And then to speak bad on Mike G, Mike Geronimo, shout out to Mike G, you know what I'm saying? That's some cornball shit. It's hilarious, too, because it's like you're not about that, you know what I'm saying? It's just when people's not from that cloth and they speak that cloth, you just have to laugh because you know it ain't nothing worth putting hands on, you know what I'm saying? So that's hilarious. And that whole... Shit is just a lesson, man, to tell motherfuckers not to be sucker, you know what I'm saying? And regardless of the bag that you get, that shit don't remove your suckiness, man, you know? So pretty much with that being said, the best advice is to be yourself. Now, if yourself involves being a sucker, then just understand that that's just who the fuck you are. So embrace that at that point, you know? Continuing on, you feel me? I do want to give shouts to Angela Yee. Officially, like I said to the people outside of this shit, it, we are in a new era with a lot of things, you know, like military circle is ending and on the local side. So that era is over. And the Breakfast Club, for what we know, like she stated, is over. She officially moved on. She started her own TV show with the I Heart Radio network and she moved her lip service podcast to the iHeart situation. And listen, like I said, we're at a point of time where we're seeing the platforms that we grew up on 10 to 15 years ago come to an end or if not ending, changing in some way as far as the format. So to see Angela Yee transition to something else outside the Breakfast Club is is surprising but not surprising in theory because it's it makes sense like she was the one out of all three of them between Charlemagne and Envy and her if somebody was to leave it would have been her because she was doing like Charlemagne everybody thought it was him but he was going to keep using the Breakfast Club as his leverage to get his other networks popping so you know what I'm saying Yi is at a point where she's starting to create her own Which, in her brain, the best thing to do is to leave the Breakfast Club. You know what I'm saying? So, saying all of this to say, shout out to Angela Yee. You know, I'm pretty sure she's going to still do her thing and her platform her way. And I'm pretty sure the Breakfast Club is still going to be, if not the number one as far as New York radio outside of Power 105, one of the top ones. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Breakfast Club. And you know what i'm saying as far as i know with the media though for the love though is the new media man you know what i'm saying and i say that respectfully you know but of course for the love part we out here seven five shit a lot of music yo a lot of fucking music you know shout out to the game with the 30 track album dramatic dope album a lot of other shit that came out too but of course the talk is the game 30 tracks One of the tracks being a 10-minute track, dissing Eminem. We're going to get into that. But as far as the album goes and the recap, keep it it short and funky. It was a great, it was a good album. Great album. I I was going to say great, so I'm going to stay with great, actually. It was a great album. Again, it's 30 songs, so it's a lot to digest. And one of those 30 songs being the Eminem diss, was 10 fucking minutes. Now, granted, that's very on brand with the game. Because if you know the game, this is Mr. 300 Bars. So that was very on brand. Even though when a lot of niggas diss him, they got to take forever to diss this nigga. So that's one. And let's actually get into the record. The record, of course, is called the Black Slim Shady. 10-minute record. I like that he took the approach, I guess, to become Slim Shady. And rap like him. A lot of people didn't like the fact that even though he was dissing him, he was dissing him by being him. So that part was kind of like you know. And for me, first listening to the record, I'm taking it like, oh, okay, I see what game's trying to do. He's trying to speak to the audience, which is us, and I guess dissect the rapper who is Eminem slash Marshall, the person. Tell us who that person is, and then at the end, kind of just come at him about what he's not as far as the culture that's how I took it so to grade it it was a exceptional diss record it wasn't a lot of niggas said it was trash I'm not gonna say it's trash because it's a well thought out structured song even if it's a diss or not that part of it was well thought out and it, it came together so I can't say that's trash I can see what people saying is underwhelming for what the reason of the song was but it was a record to me. Again, if you used to the game, this motherfucker diss 50 in June for like 20 minutes plus. You know what I mean? 300 bars. I would never dislike a nigga so much that I would have to rap 300 bars to this motherfucker. So that's the game. That's 10 minutes from him. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the diss record. The album again is a great album. I would listen to it. The game doesn't have any bad albums to me at all. Like at all. Like he's a cornball as a person. But that nigga can rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, goddamn, bro, he can rap. And you know, it's nothing to really be surprised about. Again, we're talking about Mr. One Blood Remits. For the people who don't know that record, that is the We Are the World Bloods edition. You feel what I'm saying? It had every single blood that you can think of in existence, in gang's existence, except for Suge Knight, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Suge, every single blood was on that record including junior reed you feel me so i'm saying all of that to say if my mans gave you the we are the bloods edition then don't be surprised off the 10 minute disc record you know what i mean and i also say to the real slim shady it's time for him to stand up at this point because if we're just speaking on wax and just for the love of the culture and for the love of rap and what we do and as far as these bars if you have an adversary opponent like game the way i look at it and he's obviously asking for this attention for these war of words then give it to this motherfucker at this point now m doesn't have to do it but at this moment for the sake fuck it you know what i'm saying i mean you gave mgk the time of the day why not game you feel me like if you ask me game is washing mgk so damn give him some attention but we gonna see but you know shout out to the game dope album a lot of other music jay worthy you know what i'm saying shout out to worthy his uh tape with harry Fry came out dope as shit you know still listening to the griselda's and stove guy west side shit you know peace fly god came out that's still dope i'm bumping that and just a lot of underground shit man because as far as new music you know that the game was the most recent one and shit man i forgot that motherfucker bad bunny dog hey listen i'm about to go to per to my peoples and learn spanish because that nigga shit be knocking i'll be understanding not one fucking thing he be saying in that motherfucker but that shit be fire and it speaks real to the truthfulness of music man like regardless from language barriers or whatnot or worldwide like the music touches the soul for real man because that shit is hard like that nigga is that guy you know what i'm saying i understand why my people's up north be fucking with him heavily besides the fact that they dominican you know what i'm saying that nigga's tough his new album is fire check that shit out and to give it justice it's unverero cinti i just butchered the fuck out of that album so whoever gonna say what the fuck is Lo saying, i apologize but going dsp's title etc and just pull up bad bunny the last album fire you know what i mean and as far as new music i think that's really it because the game kind of you know headlined this music week and check it out man 30 songs of you know dope rapping and we here man, and, and speaking of music, you know, we got the battle rap, like we just went over new music, you know, sucker shit, things of that sort, man we're gonna get into these seven five seven sounds to keep it you know funky and whatnot. This episode, who we got actually, man, let's look into the bag, let's look into the seven five bag, what we actually gonna do this is what we gonna do we're we gonna we're gonna go to Virginia Beach on this one, man, you know what I'm saying. It's this, it's this home girl. Her name is Shaolin, and first and foremost, shout out to Shaolin Park. It's a no reference to that. That's the OGs, and again, her name is Shaolin. The record is called La for Me." She is actually signed to here music group, which is Pusha T's music label. You know what I'm saying? And again, La for Me" is the record. Check her out on all DSPs, YouTube, etc. And 757 Sounds, man. Let's get it.
1: Talking out your mouth, now like you're getting reckless Talking out your neck, now it's getting hectic
0: That was Shaolin, and that was of course live for me. And check her out on YouTube, DSPs, etc. And of course that's Seven Five Seven Sounds. You know what I'm saying? That's how we coming. Before we close this episode again, like I said in, be- in the beginning, just want to shout out to the Seven Cities Shark Battle League for that event. It was a dope moment for the city. You know what I'm saying for the Seven Five Seven of course shout out to av and all the other battlers that supported and came through and gave us a classic you know and just more importantly try not to be a sucker man (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) just try not to be a sucker man just be yourself and of course drink your waters out there this is for the love want to thank my supporters again everybody listening we coming through we got more for y'all you know what i'm saying of course the merch is out there Check the website, Super Clothing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Super. New shit on the way. And this is episode 38, man. Y'all bless.